64 Tacos Podcast presents Is this song good? This is episode 78 White Cross Eternal Fire and you will find it there Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series. The theme this time around is Guilty Pleasures, and our next song is one that Dan picked. It is from the band White Cross, and it's called Eternal Fire, You Will Find It There. Uh, Dan, why don't you tell us why you chose this song? Yeah, so um, back in... uh... Back in the late 80s and early 90s, I had a couple of neighbors down the street that were very much into uh, Christian rock, and um, they were all about it. Um, and so I sort of just uh, got brought along for the ride, and I was like, okay, cool. I don't know anything about any music, so let's, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, let's let's put the tape in the tape deck and listen. And um, this was one of the one of the bands um, that that we listened to a lot, uh, White Cross, particularly this album in the Kingdom that these songs are off of. Um, and um, so it came out what ninety one, yeah. So we were like you know twelve years old, um, and um, and uh, the to me the most memorable um, moment on this album was the. Uh, the uh the eddie van halen style knockoff eternal fire yeah yeah guitar solo and sort of uh sneaking into uh you will find it there which is kind of like a oh i don't know like sort of like a mid-tempo blues rock type thing um and uh i i I love listening to these songs you know way back when and then once in a blue moon i'll i'll uh I'll uh, I'll like dial it up on YouTube, and uh, and just listen to, to to some of these songs, uh, because um, because it was it was you know it's foundational when you listen to stuff when you're when you're uh, when you're that age, um, and uh, it's a guilty pleasure because there's something inherently cheesy about first of all, uh, like hair metal, which is almost what this is um it's kind of in that in that realm certainly the production wise it's hair metal and of course hair metal light yeah i mean kind of i mean he's a genuinely good guitar player uh i think his name is rex carroll like i mean that's that's not like a garbage you know guitar Mm -hmm. solo uh it's not it's not eruption you know but um not at all and uh it sounds like (laughs) The singer has a very sort of like rat meets um, scorpions voice. It's very distinctive. Yeah. Um, and this this song always makes me think of of scorpions. Um, it just sounds like one of their sort of like big radio um, sort of half ballady songs. Um, and it's light in the sense that the, uh, that Christian music almost always is, which is it feels like an imitation of something that exists already. Um, and uh this whole album is songs that you're like oh I, I, they were trying to do this band you know um on, on this song and uh but you know when you're 12 you're like this is this is so cool and uh i i enjoyed the sort of uh the epicness and the organ and the big guitar solos and you will find it there but like i'm you know I'm not going to be defending this as like great music or anything. You know, it's, it's just, 
it just pushes a button in my brain. And uh, I, I do think it's, it's very well done for what it is. 80s production and, you know, uh, and uh, sort of very obvious, uh, you know, Christian messaging, which is, you know, I think one of the, I wonder sometimes, is it, is it, does the sort of uh, explicit viewpoint and goal of Christian bands, you know, to, to spread the word, so to speak, is that like undermine their ability to be original, you know, songwriters or something? I don't know. It, you just very rarely hear stuff that doesn't sound knock like it's knockoff of, of, of something else, something probably better. But I, uh, I, every once in a while, this is exactly what I want to hear. And I just sort of smile and I'm like, this is ridiculous and awesome all at the same time. But I'm definitely feel a little guilty about it. So you guys probably have not heard this before, I'm guessing. Uh, so Zach, what are your thoughts? All right. So I, this was a lot better than I was expecting. Uh, I was, I, I didn't really know what to expect, uh, going into it. Um, but of course I, you know, had my preconceived notions and then I was, and then that changed after I listened to it. And so, yeah, you got your, your Van Halen, uh, intro, um, which is it, it you know, it's, it's not extremely, amazing or anything but it's certainly a, a good lead-in for for a song and uh and it you know it 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 ch- checks the boxes it works it works as as a good little guitar solo um and then you know popping into the like you said the 80s hair metal type of style uh which which is done fairly well and 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 definitely sounds a whole lot like like you were saying the the, the vocal style of of rat or, uh, scorpions. And, and when I was listening to it, I was kind of thinking, yeah, I've, I've no, I'm not familiar with this band. I know, I know I've never heard this before, but it it's, seems oddly familiar. And, um, you know, it just, it sounds like something you would listen to while you're like drinking beer with your buddies or driving around in your Trans Am or something. <laughs> uh, it's, it just, it just has that type of, you know, sound to it. Uh, or even something that's kind of like in kind of like a, a moody sort of, uh, more subtle type of scene in like a eighties horror film or something like that. You know, when things aren't, aren't getting killed, there's, there's yeah, more of yeah, like a, people just hanging around together or something. And, and, and everything was all fine and good until I actually started paying attention to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the really weird thing because like it, it without really focusing on that or really internalizing what's being said it's got this weird sort of passionate you know like the you know the the lead singer has got this sort of sultry type of delivery and and it it just it feels like you know he's making love to my ears with his with his voice (laughs) and then and then you get into the lyrics and it's like i I don't think this really meshes with the with the way that it's being presented you know um i mean it doesn't it doesn't it's like it 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 works perfectly for the song but the 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 things that are being talked about you 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 feel like it needs to be a, a different yeah. type of style or a different type of vibe going. It makes me think of that South Park episode where, where um, uh, Cartman just uh, sings really dirty songs, but then just replaces Jesus, uh, the word the word girl with Jesus, yeah, or yeah. you know, baby right. with, with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, 
all right, well, if you, you, you like this style of music and you want to write like a, a, like a passionate love song, but you're stuck because you're in a Christian rock band. So you have to make it about God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. It really, it really does feel like, you know, the, the, the words and the, and the, um, themes are, are shoehorned into this other genre, but it's, it's fine. Like, you know, as I was listening to it the first couple of times, I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I, I don't mind this at all. Um, and, and in some ways it kind of, it made me feel the same way that while it wasn't like a power ballad, you know, like the, uh, nature of the beast or, um, uh, the, I still believe I, I really feel like this, this type of song could have easily come off of some eighties, late eighties, early nineties movie soundtrack. I, I believe it was on uh, the passion of the Christ. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, we don't talk about Mel Gibson anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or Jim Caviezel uh, these days. Oh geez. Yeah. So, um, I, I actually kind of liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good, I, and and it's and it's it's better for me if I just if I just don't focus on the lyrics or the lyrical content, and that's okay. You know, you don't really need to delve into that. You know, um, Dave, what did you think? So, <clears throat> I actually have heard of uh, this band, uh, White Cross. I too had very conservative neighbors who I would listen to music with, and uh, they they were White Cross fans. Um, I don't remember this song specifically though. And I really couldn't tell you anything from their catalog, but um, when you said it was going to be a white cross song, I was like, I know that band or at least I know of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that wasn't completely new, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever hearing this song. I'm pretty sure you're right on that one. Um, It's, I mean, you guys said most of it, it's mediocre eighties music. It's a it's a mediocre version of '80s music. Like all the musicianship is probably fine. Um, the guitar solo is fine. It, like they they execute the thing well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's not it's not interesting. It's it's one thing to play the notes really quickly and in rhythm, and but it's it's another thing to make it interesting. Right, and that's that's where Christian music often falls down. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't doubt that this guy could play Eruption, um, but he can't write Eruption. You know, that's that's the difference. Um, it's, you know, had they come to my church and been the praise band, I would have loved it, you know, as yep. a 12-year-old. Yep. It would have been amazing. Like, we talked about that with uh, when we were going through the live um, Ride or Die if live in their later era would have been the praise band at church, it would have been amazing, but it's, it's not, that doesn't make it good music. Uh, it, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't have much more than that. Um, it's, it's perfectly fine for what it is, but, uh, it's not particularly original. And. Yep. I think that's exactly what sums it up. It's, it's good. It's good execution and it's fine songwriting. It is not original. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff from the eighties. that sounds a lot like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there, there's, there's somehow something lacking slightly. Um, but at the same time, you can't be like, Oh, this is just, this is bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's not interesting. That's, that's yeah. a distinction I'm making. Yep. Yeah. It's, 
perfectly fine musicianship. They just not an interesting songwriting. Yep. I mean, I would, I would be happy to play guitar as well as, uh, as old Rex Carroll. <laughs> right. Because right. Absolutely. Miles beyond me. And I mean, he's, he's a somewhat known guitar player, I think, um, in this sort of that, that specific world of like shredder guitar players, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's something, there's something I find that with most Christian music, there's, there's something sort of imit imitative if that's a word like there's something that there's something that feels slightly disingenuous and not in like in a negative way but just in a an original way like you said dave yeah. um but you know i have that childhood connection so i'm oh, like yeah. i'm not gonna be like this is great exactly but like sometimes i'm like ooh. And listen to let me listen a little in the kingdom, <laughs> and, and, and remember what it felt like to be like super pumped about music when you're 12 years old. You know, absolutely. And that's that's another thing. This I think this series, this segment specifically, it's there have been a lot of songs that you know we first heard when we were 12 and 13, and it's like, are they as good as we remembered them? Eh, probably not. But also, I. Absolutely, I, I will always yeah. love listening to, you know, that meatloaf song or the Bon Jovi song or what, whether it's good or not. <laughs> nature of the beast. Nature of the beast. <laughs> I do love nature. Jack of the beast. actually went with songs that, that he didn't uh, he didn't call from his from you know his, youth. his early I, music days. I wish I had listened to those songs when I was twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have liked those songs a lot more if I if they had been sort of imprinted in my brain at that age. I think. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have anything else on this one? No. Nope. Okay. So I think that's going to be the last song in our. Uh, Guilty pleasure series. Oh, real quick, let's just do a quick wrap up. Wrap up. Who think is this song good, Dan? I'm gonna say yes, Zach. I'm gonna say yes. Yep. I'm gonna say no. This is not a good song. So two out of three ain't bad, but uh, um, yeah. So next, we're gonna take a few weeks off, and our next theme for the um, is this song good series. It's going to be one hit wonders, but not their one hit. So we're going to be picking songs that were written or written and performed by you know a band or artist that uh, had one real big hit, and we're going to pick a song from that was not that hit and determine whether it was as good, if not better, than than the hit. And the first one we're going to do is a Joan Osborne song off the album Relish. It's a Bob Dylan cover of the song Man in the Long Black Coat. So you can look for that in a few weeks. And if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com. And if you really liked it, you can buy us a taco at buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos. Thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. 